Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! I wanted to go out there and start the program today with the Baseball Hall of Fame and a couple of things that I wanted to get into. They're going to have the contemporary vote today. You know, that's the 16 panel committee. That's sort of a combination. There's, there's some players on there, you know, Frank Thomas and, you know, Jack Morris. And, you know, there are, you know, Ryan Sandberg, uh, you know, there are Trammell. Theo uh, Epstein is on there. There's a couple of writers on there. Steve Hertz on there. 16, 12 have to vote to get you into the Hall of Fame. The announcement will be Sunday, by the way. And there are eight candidates uh, for the Contemporary Hall of Fame. I figured I'd start here. The eight candidates, if you didn't know who they are, you know, there's three who are not going to get in. Chipper Jones is on the committee. There are three who are not going to get in. Those are the steroid kings, uh, Bonds, Palomero, and Clemens. Them in a sec. The fourth is Dicey and Schilling. And then the others are, you know, and so is Albert Bell. He's in the mix. And then the three others are McGriff, uh, Mattingly, and the third one is Dale Murphy. Now, listen, I don't like these committees because historically the committees in the Hall of Fame have done a lousy job. You know, they put Mazarowski in there. The committee did. He wasn't voted in. That was a mistake. He's not a Hall of Fame second baseman. Despite the Hall of Fame moment, he's not a Hall of Fame second baseman. And they put Mazarowski in. Uh, they, uh, you know, they even put Rizzuto in. I can argue about that. We all know the Harold Baines mess that Reinsdorf twisted arms him and LaRusa to get Baines in the Hall of Fame. And Harold Baines is not a Hall of Famer. So generally speaking, I don't like these committees. Uh, I think it's, you know, if you, you got 10 years with the writers to get the 75% of the vote. And if you are on that ballot for 10 years and you can't get that, you can't get a 75% of the vote, you shouldn't really have another chance to some other committee to figure it out. Well, they have organized these committees. They sort of break it down contemporary, ancient, and, you know, they try to, you know, they, they try to fill in some gaps if there are some players that they deem slip through and you only got to get 12 out of the 16. It's easier to get 12 out of 16 uh, then that's 75%. Then it is, uh, say, to get 75, there's 500 writers. So 75% is about 385. So it's easier to get 12 out of 16 and 385 out of 500. Uh, it's, it's just easier. Uh, you know, 400 is, eight, is 80%. So it's about 385. So from that perspective, I think some of these guys, a couple of them might get in. And let me just give you a little breakdown uh, and give you my thoughts on it as we move it along. First off, there is no way that this committee, uh, led by these players is going to get themselves involved in any controversy. It's one thing to get involved in controversy if uh, a selection, and they've been involved in that. Baines, of course, I just mentioned. Jack Morris, you can argue yes or no. You certainly could argue same thing goes for, um, uh, you know, for uh, Trammell. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's a baseball discussion. Uh, they are not going to get themselves involved in a discussion involving steroids. They're not going to do that. So the Clemens, the Bonds, and the uh, Palmeros, they got better chance getting they have much chance getting a hall of fame as i do i mean that's just not going to happen they are not getting those 12 votes under any circumstances they might get a few of them but you need 12 and there's going to be more than five people there who are not going to vote because they don't want to be in a situation where they create all this controversy and then you know they broke the steroid scenario and they're the ones who have decided now if they had if they had put known steroid guys already in the hall of fame that's a different story but they are not going to be the first to do it if there's somebody in the Hall of Fame right now who we know, you know, Sosa, 
or McGuire, and we, for whatever the reason they're in, we know they cheated, yet these guys aren't, that would be different, but that's not the case. We can speculate all we want about who is in the Hall of Fame who juiced, but the one thing we cannot do, we can't prove, we not, you know, it's not been, and that, they have not been outed, so to speak. And so the uh, Hall of Fame committee is not going to come up with, uh, uh, they're not going to, you know, break precedent and vote those. So those people have no chance. Now, the two others uh, are very interesting. One is Schilling. Now, Schilling a, is a jerk. We all know that. And Schilling, you know, was a pain in the neck late in this process when he was on the regular ballot because he wanted to be taken off. He thought it was a disgrace that he wasn't already voted into the Hall of Fame. He got as close as, what, 69%, 70% somewhere in that department. Now, listen, Schilling, uh, he is not a no-doubt-abouter when it comes to the Hall of Fame. If he gets in... Via the, if he if he had gotten in via the writers, it would have been close. I mean, he is not. This is not Bob Gibson, all right. This is not Sandy Koufax, where you get ninety five percent of the vote when you uh, the first year in the ballot. And the same thing goes for Musina. Uh, now, I think Schilling's a Hall of Famer, and I would argue Musina. If Musina's a Hall of Fame, then Schilling should be in Hall of Fame. Schilling was every bit as good as Musina. Maybe not as long, not as long a career, but he's every bit as good. And if you're going to put Musina in, you should put Schilling in. And they put Musina in. He got seventy six percent of the vote. Um, so Schilling has been moaning and groaning. He's been at 70. He would have been in if he kept his mouth shut and just, uh, you know, played the game properly. He'd already be in the Hall of Fame right now. Uh, but his years were up. He stopped at about 70%. And now we'll see what the writers do. Uh, I think they could vote him in. I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. He is controversial. But, you know, he didn't break any of the baseball rules. He broke, he broke some social rules, but he didn't break any of the, of the you know, gambling, cheating, uh, steroids. He didn't break any of those rules. So I think he'd get in. He should. We shall see with Schilling. And, you know, Theo would be a, a, be a big-time supporter of Schilling. He traded for him. He helped him win a championship. Schilling beat the Yankees twice. I think Schilling will get in. So that's number one. Uh, number two is Bell. I'm going to save him for last. I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. He's another guy. He's cantankerous. Uh, he got very little support from the writers for many, many a year. Uh, he has been sort of out of circulation for a long period of time. I'll get to his stats in a sec. The other three guys, it's tricky. Listen, I love Mattingly more than anybody. I have, uh, you know, I've taught, you know, listen, I like Will Clark better as a Giant fan, but I live with Mattingly. So every big game he played was on radio with Mattingly for years and years and years and years and years. Uh, we went to spring training every year with Mattingly. He always gave us 20 minutes. He's been on this show a thousand times. Uh, but Mattingly, because of a bad back, he did not do it long enough to be voted into the Hall of Fame. He was a Hall of Fame player if he didn't hurt his back. And he could have more than the four or five years that he had where he won a batting championship, hit 50 doubles, you know, hit 340. And he was a great player and a great first baseman. But because he didn't do it that long, I can't vote him in. So I don't think they will vote him in. I think they're going to leave him a little shy because he doesn't have the big body of work that you really need to have a whole— I remember, there's a lot of Met fans who are annoyed that if Mattingly is on this contemporary ballot, why can't Hernandez be? Now, the only difference is Hernandez began his career in 1974, and Mattingly began his career in 1982. And this is from 1980 forward. 
That is the reason. But I know a lot of Met fans are annoyed. Well, how does Mattingly on his ballot and not our other first baseman in New York and Hernandez? But I don't think Mattingly is going to get Mattingly is going to get in anyway. That leaves us Murphy. Now Murphy won two MVPs. Was a great guy and a wonderful Brave. Went to Philadelphia and he had some great years. But Murphy is a lifetime 265 hitter, and Murphy was streaky. He had his great years, but then Murphy turned around and then hit 210. I mean, he's a very, very weird player. And if you look at Murphy's statistics, I'm going to look at him for you for a sec. You much, you know, it, it, it's very, very difficult if you want to put if you want to put Murphy in this Hall of Fame. I mean, Murphy, you know, he had, you know, he had years where he led the league in strikeouts. He had uh, five years of 100 RBIs, and he had, you know, four years in a row of a lot of home runs. He had one, two, three, four, five. He had six years of over 30 home runs. He had 398 home runs lifetime, 1,266 RBIs. He had lifetime 265. It's a very tricky spot if you want to put him in the Hall of Fame. Led the league in strikeouts three times. He's got about 11 or 12 black type by it name. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer myself because he had too many years. For instance, he had four great years. You know, if you look at his career, he had about six Hall of Fame seasons. I'm not saying he's not close and he's a wonderful guy. I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame. And that same goes to Manningly. Now, the guy that I would put, and then McGriff. Now, McGriff is a guy that really, in a lot of ways, should be in the Hall of Fame. And I've never been a McGriff big-time supporter. He's got 493 lifetime home runs. McGriff, uh, you know, he led the league twice in homers for both leagues. But he hit, uh, you know, 493. He was a clutch hitter. He was a good hitter for a long period of time. He was a big part of teams' lineups. Blue Jays, San Diego, Atlanta. Uh, I could I could argue that McGriff, you know, he's always been, he hasn't gotten a lot of love via the writers. So I could go with McGriff if you wish, and I think he's going to get in. I think they're going to vote McGriff. 493 home runs. He hit over 30 homers about 10 times. Uh, I'm not going to have a major problem if they vote McGriff in. For whatever the reason, McGriff did it in the year of steroids, in the era of steroids, a lot of cases, and he got overshadowed with the long ball. And he was never a great player, but he was very good for a long period of time, and I think McGriff can make it. But the guy that I really wanted to spend a minute or so on is, is Bell. Albert Bell, I mean, I know he might be a louse. And, you know, I don't want to hear about the cork bat. There's a million of these players with these cork bats and looking for an edge. Albert Bell is a tremendous offensive player. And I'm just going to run it by you here real quick. Do you know in nine in ten seasons, I'm going to eliminate his first two when he played about ten games and he hit a few home runs. In ten seasons, he hit 375 home runs in a row. One, two, three, four, no three years off and then bounce back like Murphy in a row. Ten seasons in a row, he had 375 home runs. That's, that's 37, 38 home runs a year. You know, he led the league in RBIs three times and nine consecutive, and in uh, ten consecutive seasons, he had 100 RBIs. Yep. Did you know that with Bell? Ten seasons in a row, he had, he had 100 RBIs. I mean, that is, I mean, how in the world is he not in the Hall of Fame when in 10 years in a row you have all those RBIs? I'm going to read them to you so you know, so you don't think I'm making them up. Uh, in, um, he started his great run in, well, well, in 91, 
Or was it 91 or 92? In 91, he had 95 RBIs. Then he had 112, 129, 101, 126, 148, 115, 152, 117, and 103. So that's one, two, three, four, five. That's nine consecutive years of 100 RBIs. And a 10th year, he hit 95 of them. He also had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He had eight years of over 30 homers. You know he's a 295, you know, he's a 295 lifetime hitter, and he's got a 370 on base percentage. Do you also know that Albert Bell's got 13 black types by his name? 13 times he led the league in some category. Runs scored, doubles, home runs, OPS, slugging, whatever it might be. 13 black types in about a 10-year career. That's one a year. He never won an MVP, and this is the year that he didn't win an MVP and we finished second. I'm going to read you the statistics. He played in every game. It was 144 games that year. He played in 143 because that was a strike year. He played basically every game. He had 121 runs scored. He had 52 doubles, 50 homers, 126 RBIs, hit 317, on base at 401, slugging at 690, and total bases 377. One, two, three, four, five, six. He led. In six categories in the American League, Black Tight was not the MVP. They gave it to Mo Vaughn. And they were 144. And in that year, did you know that Bell hit 50 homers and had 52 doubles? Do you know in the history of baseball, history, nobody's ever done that? Had 50 in doubles and 50 home runs in the same year? That's including Ruth. Nobody. And somehow he didn't win the MVP that year. Think about that for a second. Did you know that out of the first baseman in the history of baseball hitting cleanup, he hit 363 home runs. As a cleanup hitter in baseball, he hit 363, 363 home runs. Do you know there's only two first basemen in the history of baseball who hit more home runs hitting cleanup? Manny Ramirez and Lou Gehrig. How is Albert Bell not in the Hall of Fame? He's got 295 career batting average, 13 black types by his name, a 370 on base, eight years in a row of 30 homers or more. How in the world, okay, was he on the floor in left field? No, we understand that. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? If they had guts, this committee, if they had guts, he'd get in. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.